We uh, want to see. Oh, there oh. you go. Kitty Petters Union. Oh, there you go. Cat's like, hey, I'm on TV. All right, cool. You're you're eligible for a Kitty Petters Union sticker now. Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Necro. Brought to you by Public Safety and Education and the Trigger Pressers Union. And now, your hosts. Hello and welcome to Meet the Pressers. I'm Matt Mallory and this is my co-host Clint Macro and we've got a very special guest. Bram is actually the 2007 Black Belt Magazine Weapons Instructor of the Year and that's just the tip of the iceberg. He's got many other accolades to his name and his illustrious career. We welcome Bram Frank to the show. This episode is brought to you by Taser. Simple to use, safe to own, effective when you need it. Mantis. Mantis X helps shooters suck less. Meet the Pressers is sponsored by Next Level Training, Saber Red, Cutting Edge Bullets, the USCCA, McLean Corporation, ASP, ESS, Common Sense Self-Defense, and T1 Ammunition. Meet the Pressers is also generously supported by these fine companies, ranges, and our Patreon members. Thank you. This show is about trigger pressers, people that shoot guns, and I know Ram is, is not a stranger to a trigger, but I think it's very important as family first responders that we have some other tools at our disposal for those times when perhaps we aren't armed or we don't have our firearm, or maybe it's not the best idea to introduce the firearm into the fight. So, Bram, welcome to the show. We're very proud to have you on the show here today. Oh, well, that's you guys, you know, you think I pay you for these. Real life <laughs> Very cool. Um, actually, um, I started way back in 63. By 65, I was training. You know, I come from a good American Jewish family who, you know, kids were not supposed to do martial arts, that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. because my mom and dad worked at the uh, universities, they were instructors. And my dad used to restore paintings. He's the late Robert Gould, the artist illustrator. They were real big about oriental martial arts that was cool and they encouraged me to learn about arms and armor and i took to it like a duck to water and didn't want anything else and they went no no you should be a lawyer you should be a doctor and my whole life i went i want to do martial arts and uh that's what i ended up doing you know i snuck my way in to do stuff and i remember i have a, a nakamura book that actually has a woven bamboo cover it cost six whole dollars back then and my mother was aghast that i wanted this book but that just cemented it because it was step by step. And my buddies who all were a little bit older and went to Vietnam and were training. And a couple of them were in that first uh, Green Beret group would come and beat the snot on me on the front lawn. And I'd be learning from them. And nice. of course, um, most people know, I don't know anymore. People know who the JDL is, the Jewish Defense League. But Alec, Grandmaster Alex Sternberg, who's not a grandmaster back then, used to go around to temples and teach all of us good Jewish kids combat Shotokan so that it would never happen again. Mm. And of course, my mother sort of reluctantly went, that was okay, but I fell in love with martial arts. I fell in love with arms and armor. The Chinese say, when it's time for you to learn, your instructor comes to you. And I never believed mm. that. I'm hiding in the mountains of Vermont, and I see a guy that I wanted to train with, Remy Presas. He's coming to this little, little bitty town across the border. I'm like, you're kidding. 
So I showed up uh, out of respect, bought a pair of his sticks because God forbid I use my own sticks. And I'm way <laughs> in the back of the floor, you know, doing my thing. And it's like Moses going with the Red Sea. Everybody goes like this. And he comes just marching across the floor and goes, my name's Remy. What's your name? He didn't say Professor Prasos, didn't say Grandmaster, anything like that. And I said, uh, I'm Bram. He goes, Bram, I'm Remy. You're going to be my friend for life. I'm going to be your friend for life. Come with me. Brought me up front. Hmm. Beat the snot out of me for the whole rest of the <laughs> seminar. But that started 21 years of me being with Remy because when I saw him, I went, this man fights like I'd like to fight. I never saw anything like him. You know, if you guys, anybody's done martial arts, you're not allowed to do anything but what the instructor tells you. God forbid you talk to someone in class and go to show them what's going on, not your place. Yep. And you have to learn thing in levels. Mm -hmm. And when you learn empty hand, then if you're good enough, they let you learn weapons that have no relation to anything you've done with empty hand. And Remy, first time he goes, oh, problem, uh, you go home and teach. And I'm like, uh, you just taught me. He goes, oh, you learn fastest by teaching. And everything talked about, even though he's sticking in, oh, if, he, if I touch you, you're cut already. If you move, I'm going to cut this. You must know where the sharp is. And I went, I like this guy. Plus, he beat the snot out of us. This is Sam Rosenberg with Global Protective Services. And this is Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Macro. Meet the Pressers. I had this guy call me up. This is not the Russian story. And he wants to do an interview about who I am. And I go, who are you? And uh, he goes, Ed Johnson. And I'm like, what's an Ed Johnson? He goes, I want to talk to you about your knife stuff. And I'm like, okay. And he, nice interview. Um, I hang up. My wife goes, what was that all about? I said, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm up visiting my mom, teaching the Connecticut State Police. I came up from Florida. I'm up teaching. I get a phone call from my students. I go, sir, sir, did you know you were in the Black Belt Hall of Fame? I'm like, no, I'm not. They would have said something. So I go to Barnes and Noble. I look at Black Belt Magazine. I'm not there. I said, do you have the new issue? This Maybe this is the old issue. He goes, well, I don't put them out till tomorrow. I said, can I see it? I might be in it. He goes, we don't put them out till tomorrow. I'm like, look, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Can I just see the freaking magazine? So there's no one else in the store. He gets it for me. And instead of being a good Jewish kid, starting from the back to the front, you know, reading the long way, um, I go from the front to the back and no Bram, no Bram, no Bram. And I'm like, my mom's going, don't get disappointed. I'm like, I'm already disappointed. No Bram. The last two pages, it's posthumous for literary heart soul of JKD. And I left hand side, there's Bram, weapons instructor of the year. Awesome. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm the weapons. That guy wouldn't let me buy the issue. I had to send my mom back. <laughs> <laughs> but being black belt's been around for 50 years and there's only 14 weapons instructors of the year. That's awesome. My instructor Remy was one. Hawk Hawkheim uh, is one um, modern Arnese person. Um, Kelly Warden was just named this year weapons instructor of the year. I'm from 2007 and Mike Janich, who's my friend and training partner at times and has trained Remy that we count him as a half because he's not directly modern, but four and a half of 14 are from modern Arnese. And I think that says a lot about the reality of modern Arnese. One of the things that I'll do in some of my classes is that I'll have a, a shock knife and just randomly say to a student, you know, what would you do if somebody came out with you, came at you with a knife? And I just put the shock knife out in front of them and light it up. 
and and I'll see everything from, oh, I'd slap it out of your hands. I'm like, eh, you ever play rock, paper, scissors as kids? Yeah, you're the yeah. paper. This is the scissors. You lose. Yeah. And, and uh, other people say they'll run, and I'll be like, well, can you run faster than me? I just had a guy doing that the other night. He had his hand for, left hand forward. He had the, the knife bag and goes, this is real. And I said, that's called I take little pieces off your hand, and I can turn you since your left hand's protect. You don't protect your tool. Your tool protects you. Mm-hmm. So he had his hand forward and said, you know what I do? And he goes, what? And I said, well, I'm just going to cut pieces of your left hand off until you pull it back. <laughs> and he goes, what? And I said, and if your hand's back, reverse grip is very limited. It's by range. Mm-hmm. So the closer I am, if I don't know anything about hip torque, I go in reverse grip because that's natural. That's hammering. Mm-hmm. And everyone thinks you poke with it. And I tell people that's from uh, like seeing psycho. Okay. You know, knee, 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 you know, and you're <laughs> yeah. doing that. Well, yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the specials um, with Hitch. I used to, I love Hitch, great movie maker. So all this, the uh, special uh, video clips they did of him explaining his movies. So, you know, he films it and you see this on the screen. I don't know if you guys, right? Yeah. In, in the shower scene. And all the reviewers go, Hitch, you made a mistake. The knife's upside down. And he's like, are they idiots? So, you know, he doesn't need Anthony Perkins for that part. So he has a hand that has them turn it this way. So the freeze frame, it looks like a knife in the position they know. And they go, perfect. And he went in his video group, and goes, they're idiots. Because one, I tell people, if all you're going to do is stab and reverse grip, and that's what people think they do, go get an awl or an ice pick. You don't need a knife. A knife is a matter separator. And if you do figure eight in reverse, and we can do figure eight and forward grip, and forward grip means I can make my wrist move, I have range, and I'll cut you to ribbons. And the tool precedes me. And if I don't have a tool, I tell my people use a tool mentality. I pretend I still have a knife. You have a knife, I attack your knife hand. I don't care about your face, your neck, your torso, your genitalia. My only concern is stopping the tool. They go, oh, it moves too fast. I got news for you. If you ever seen Knights in Armor, they got those little mm-hmm. slits. They have no peripheral. And both you guys are professionals. You know when yeah, peripheral you don't vision. get wider vision. There's no peripheral vision. I don't care who you are. Everything narrows down. I can only see in front of my face. Yep. I just used to tell, stare at the middle of a body and you'll see his hands moving. No, you don't. That's how you catch a hook in the head and fall down because you never saw it coming. So I do with the old uh, HEMA people, historical European martial arts, meaning – knights in armor type thing and what all blade people do i watch your hand i watch your elbow to your hand because that's the only thing that harm me yes you could kick me yes you could punch me but your sword or your knife are going to kill me so i watch that and we big believers in sword work in the sense of if your hands don't work i win and that's one of the primary things if you look at old uh, fencing manuals, and thank God in today's world, they make exact copies of stuff that used to have to have a doctorate to go see because mm-hmm. they're like from the 1300s and 1400s on crispy paper. And unless you're a doctor in a, a sound, a safe room, they won't let you read them. Um, I tried to read some books on werewolves, which is a non sequitur, but they wouldn't let me have a doctorate. I said, Has anybody ever looked at the books? And they went, No. I said, Okay, can I look the books on arms and armor? No, same thing. But now you can read. Anyways, if you look at, they actually show hands coming off. And one of the classic things, people go, I would never be in a low guard, meaning your blade's all the way down. Will you swing at me? I step up and away. 
your hands and your sword fall in front of you and the stumps keep going and I win. Have <laughs> you ever seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Yeah. I turn people into the Black Knight. I show all my teams that and they go, well, that's a comedy. He said, no, it's not. Defanging the snake and disarming in modern world means we take the tool out of your hand. Mm. In real, we took your arms off. That solved the whole problem. What do I care if you got a head, a body filled with muscles, and you got legs and you got no arms? Yeah, I won. It's the same thing in law enforcement. I always, always teach hands kill, hands kill. It's why you always hear cops say, show me your hands, show me your hands, get your hands out yeah. of your pocket because what's in the hands can kill. And yeah. you know, traffic Absolutely. stops, I, yeah, I always tell people, hands on the steering wheel, a cop comes to the window, hand them the paperwork, put your hands back in the steering wheel. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And people, I watch lots of self-defense people and famous people who have no regard for that. Yeah. When the knife is flashed at me, as you were saying, mm -hmm. I'll take that front hand. If you give them, I'll, I'll break your fingers if I have no knife in my hand. If you put, And some of that stuff comes from old military where they put their pot, the helmet, in the old days, they said, and use it like a shield. Mm -hmm. Again, your shield doesn't lead. And that's what they did wrong. Look, I'll put that out there and the knife follow because that means your own arm is in the way of your tool. Yep. If I did that shooting and said, hey, right. hey, yep. watch, you guys would go, uh, Bram, you trying to put a hole in your hand? Whereas <laughs> exactly. if I'm here like, hey, and I'm in front of my tool. So I show people there's some things, it's a cell phone game, they've lost what the original intent was. So when I see people put a forward hand to go, you don't get, you know, like a shield covers your blind zone. People go, if you hold it out, your arm will fall off. Like holding a can of soup, yep. that's True. not heavy. Hold it up there for 15 minutes. Right. Well, yep. that can of soup starts getting heavy. Yep. So if the shield's against your body, protecting the blind zone, I can cut in front of it. I don't hold it up here and try to do stuff because I can't see past my shield. And of course, my arm's in the way. Yeah. But if it's protecting my blind zone and I hide behind it, I can come right up at you and I'm cool. Yeah. People, are, what are you, you know. It's the same concept of being too close to cover. You know, you don't want to be so close to cover that that your you know, peripheral vision and stuff's of obscured. Yeah. Unless you've got a shooter from above, then you're gonna get close up to cover to be able to keep from getting hit. From yeah, above. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And because you guys understand and have real experience, it registers. But I watch people. They're doing drills, I'm not going to say who, where they bang with the shield, bang with the stick, bang with the shield. And I went, why would you put that? At? Well, you could. And I went, I understand you could use it as a weapon, but you're training yourself. Right. Oh, well, we'll go on to another one. If However you train is how you do. So I know someone who's very big on what we call tappy-tappy, banging sticks. They grab the stick, rip it out of your hand or twist it around. And I went, that won't work. So he did some bolo work with me with the late Roland Dantes. We were doing a big seminar overseas. And every time he caught my blade, he grabbed it. And I went, I win. You got fingies. He goes, what's fingies? I said, RNS just fell on the floor. I won. You can't grab my blade. Well, actually, you can grab my blade once. <laughs> and he went, I wouldn't do that for real. I said, yes, you would. Why did you do it then? Yeah, you've trained yeah. yourself upon contact yeah. to reach out and grab it, so you can't do anything else. So I'm sure you know, as you and I talk, all of I I teach really simple stuff, but yeah, yeah. blades work. It's and I I think blades and firearms. Without firearms, blades would have disappeared because firearms made armor go away, and swords and knives came back to prominence. So <laughs> God bless firearms. This is Justin Murray with Crossbreed Holsters. Check out Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Macro.
Meet the Pressers. Talk to us about about your uh, your tools here. These are designed by you. These are yes. These are both knives or training knives, you should say. So explain to us the the difference between them, why somebody would want to get them, and, and how they actually could end up uh, getting them or you to come in and teach some of your knife defense and offense okay. training. Um, well, because you guys are shooters, everybody knows that red is like a, a red gun, so mm -hmm. it's a safe trainer, and that uh, it's out of range almost. Hold on. Blue is like a Glock Sim gun. It's mm -hmm. not a safe trainer. It's an actual working tool. And then any other color, black, tan, pink, whatever, Death. green is yeah, is a live blade. Okay. And that's universal firearm safety colors. But, um, yes, I own it. The patent, you can see the steel sticking out past the handle. It almost looks like a white. It's so shiny. Yep. That's called a proud liner. And I did that because that means I can cut jimping in there so that it grabs and ah. it will – right it also when you did it on a custom knife which is very expensive if you drop it the metal catches the impact i wanted metal out there so it's like tracks i could reach out and grab you um the ramp is because i do martial arts and i knew we do force continuum so that allows me to hammer because you come up in a panic um i'm you guys might know ernie emerson who makes the wave you know and it comes out of your pocket bang it's ready to cut uh, I'm not a, I'm an old Cancerian guy, so I'm more of when. I want to see what's, I want force options. I don't want to be stuck with, I got to, I got to cut you. So when you go fetal, when you're starting to not sure what to do and everybody clams up, well, I make it that you come up and it comes up like a ball peen hammer, comes right out of your pocket into your hand. And when it's there, anybody can hammer. Hammering is a gross instinctive skill. Be it, and no guy would admit to this, get away, get away, get away. Get away, get away is hammering. Well, we're mad, we hammer. Which is why when you said, what about reverse grip? Well, that's hammering. Human beings and primates, all humanoids, we hammer. Matter of fact, we found other animals that pick things up and try to hammer. So I know that I pick this up. You can, I don't have to worry about anything fancy. You put your hand there, you bite, I hammer. I just hammer and you're an officer, you understand. We all hate the guys with the ball-peen hammers hanging up the sides of their bikes and everything because mm -hmm. it's a war hammer. It's never changed. So I use that as a hammer. And, you know, I can go ahead and grab fingers. I can rake with it. I can pinch with it. And if I touch you, it opens. That's I own the patent on kinetic opening. I got that because my grandfather used to play cards with the guys down in the, the subway. Mm -hmm. You know, it was always lit up and it was dry and so to humor me, they would give me a bag of tokens for about half a penny a piece. And I'd put them in the turnstile. And I was so amazed that if you push it slow, it goes, wham, hits you in the butt. If you hit it too hard, it doesn't want to open. And if you push it just right fast, it goes really fast. And I could never beat the turnstile. I kept thinking, boy, the way that opens. And that's what gave me the idea for this. Hmm. If I, it's not I have to hit hard. If I touch you, it's open. Um, it's also shuts down. It's a, a firearm piece that my fingers in the trigger and I own a patent on the lock. It's a dovetail joint that goes into the back of the blade, but you, where your mag release or decock would be, that's where the release for the lock is. So it's in your line of vision when it's out of battery, I can see it just like we see our firearm out of battery and I can either bring it back into battery or I just let it go down to gross motor skill and I go right back to hammering. Hmm. Nice. Um, 
I'll hold up here. You can see the holes here that are yep. cut into it. Yeah. I own the pad. That's indexing. Because in the old days, you go find the spot so that you could go from forward to reverse grip without taking your hand off the tool. And I invented the spoon clip. Ah, Anybody say if it's totally yeah, flat, yeah. it doesn't stick out. And little side story. We're at the um, before I designed it. I'm at a you know restaurant and I'm playing. I'm flipping the knives and spinning them. My wife looks at the way she goes, "Take the knives off the table." <laughs> so they take the, So I pick up a fork and I'm twirling the fork. You know, so I'm twirling it and playing with it and spinning it. She goes to the way she goes, "Take the forks off the table." So there's a spoon there. I pick it up and I go to spin it and it won't let me spin. It pulls me. To, you know, to the center of the spoon. And I, there's another shape spoon. Here's like a soup spoon or a teaspoon. I pick it up. It pulls me to a different spot. My wife goes, I said, no, no. How many different spoons do you have? And the waitress goes, well, said, bring me a bunch of different spoons. And each one pulled me to a different spot. And that's what gave me the idea here. Hmm. It pulls your hand right here on the opposite side is the indexing spot. So you can automatically go to reverse grip or forward grip and never take your hand off the tool. That's awesome. And Omni Ono has a solid piece in the bottom. Um, that's from a pummel and a sword, where to get the weight of the blade to spin in your hand, that's why they always had that big weight on the bottom. And a lot of times you see them in the manuscripts, the, the pummel's actually in their hand to give it like a rotation. That's because the weight back there counterbalances the weight of the blade. So I know I'm going to strike with that piece. Anyway, so I put a solid piece in the bottom so it takes the weight away from the blade. And the pivot point now is down here with your hand. Wherever your hand goes, the blade goes. Um, I, I just like coming up with these things that would make it work better. Also, the grip. I used to have a straighter handle, but the shape of the grip and where it is is designed that it locks in your hand like a firearm and it can't come out of your hand of course a reverse grip it's not going anywhere the the ramp locks it in but i believe in trapping and finger grabs and something is explaining on that someone said look at that big hole in the bottom if you've ever seen a a regular knife that has a cord a hole for paracord it's mm -hmm. round and it's small yep. wherever the paracord goes your knife goes i did a big oval hole so the paracord has movement on its own and it doesn't jerk the knife out of your hand hmm. if you had it attached to yourself so you wouldn't lose it. The other thing I like too is you can change, you can move the spoon from this side to this side. So depending on where you want to, I yeah, noticed that yeah. I was like, did something fall off? Is it broken? And then I'm like, Oh no, that makes it, you can put it on a, if you're a righty or a wrong lefty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and the reason awesome. I'm one of the only ones in the knife world who make tip down knives, everyone else puts tip up. Um, the problem for me with tip up is if it opens in your pocket, excellent, you stick your hand in there you run into your blade. Mm -hmm. The other thing is everyone goes, they put the clip way at the top, so almost nothing is showing. So you have to, what they call it, stick your hand way in, mm -hmm. pull it out, turn it over, go to whatever the one-handed opener is, and open it. So it takes like four steps. Hmm. I have it, of course, the ramp is out, but I want gross motor skills. So it's sticking out. So when I grab it in my pocket or the holster, it's right there. I draw it up one motion, I open it two motions. So I'm two motions faster. It also means in my pocket as I push, I can't accidentally run into my own blade. 
and people go, oh no, it should be tip up. Um, like I said, when they all ensues, tip down, because also I want, I do full force continuum. I do non-lethal, you guys are my age, Pac-Man, well actually I'm a lot older than Wobble, 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 Pac-Man across the screen, so <laughs> yeah. I can do scissors, scissors. cutting, yeah. or upon impact, it's open, and because I, where my lock release is, I can shut it back down in the flow, Nice. And go right back down again. And just so we see, when I say Pac-Man, we do wobble, wobble, wobble. Wow. Right? Ouch. And, you know, um, the idea of that, once it's open, you know, you can just sort of cut your way through things. Um, <laughs> or, or people. Yeah, or people. And the kinetic opening works in reverse grip, too, so it's trapped, you know, and it's the same Part of being a family first responder is having the ability to respond. It's difficult to do if you're sick. Wash your hands. Wash your hands often. Advise your family to do the same thing. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Meet the Pressers. Since you picked up the crimp, yep. um, and you went to, the teeth that are called jimping, yep. it's designed not to cut flesh. Right. But it grabs fabric. And I wanted for officers and for security guys mm -hmm. where they're worried about the liability and legality cutting. So it has a glass break and uh, cutter, seatbelt cutter, clothing cutter on the bottom. Yep. And no human being's parts can fit in that. But if I need to cut a pocket, cut a seatbelt, um, reinforce glass with a wire, I can cut it. I can cut real easily small flex cuffs. When those giant fat ones, they need yep. the cutters. I have yep. to hack at those, but I can still cut them. <laughs> and you can resharpen this because it's the same steel as the blade, but I can't get trapped with accidentally cutting someone. And it, it's like the little blue asps they used to have, the mini asps. Yep. And all the pressures on that little seal ring. And I used to like them because they were small. This is a side opening mini baton. So mm. if I need to, it's a hammer impact tool. I open it. Well, now I have leverage to redirect. And I can move arms, shift them away. I can shut it back down. I can hammer. If I go to reverse grip, I can really pound you with the way the ramp is. Um, Nick Spill, the chief investigator for uh, Metro Dade and the, um, one of the lead guys from ESI um, for executive protection, he calls it the best tool ever designed for executive protection and for security guys because mm. nobody can get cut. I'm trying to get it as SOP for all the different departments because and by the way, this is a Magnum. I know you have a standard in your hand. Mm -hmm. A lot of my guys who have gloves on or big paws take the Magnum just because it's got a little more weight to it. So, so this is a, a standard. The one you have is a Magnum. Do you, do, yeah. Is there a smaller one than this, or is this the smallest that you have? Um, that's the smallest there is for my regular. I make a series of knives for women that okay. have, are geared to women's sizes that have a mini, a standard, and a Magnum. And the Magnum in the women's is still smaller than the standard that you have there and a lot of my guys who are undercover or have to be in business suits um, because I make the women's one. I have some women who go, I don't want pink. I'm not a girly girl. So I make a black and tan. I make a, a, a pink and black and an all pink. Yeah. How does somebody go about picking up uh, any of the knives that you, that you've created designed? Um, you can go to www.c ssd-sc.com and from my website i actually have online training programs i see that um 
and it lists all the different knives and lists a little history and also at Bram Frank one word dot pivotshare.com you can get all my DVDs and videos you can watch stream them for a week for free um, you can rent them you can buy them stream whatever you want so all the different DVDs and I have hundreds we're still my students are still moving them up in the digital format I do travel and teach seminars so you know that's also the listing if I had to do it in contact through the website gross motor skill did you know there's only three movements a human being can do we cover to the high line we cover to the low line and we protect their head those are gross instinctive survival skills so I took those and made those my offensive motions as well and that's based on Filipino martial art and some of the old sword work but that way you can't forget it so when you got tunnel vision your heart's you got adrenaline dump yep. tachycycia sets in and everything you've lost fine motor skills you cannot forget the basic motions because you would do them anyways to protect yourself well, the body does certain things under stress, and we, we now can recognize that through looking at decades of video evidence. Why fight what the body does naturally? God put this talent into us so that we could yes. survive. Right. Exactly. It's God-given. It's an inalienable training. No one can take it away. It's there. Right. And I look at people, and that's why I said originally, you know, when you pull it out and hammer, in panic, anybody can hammer. If they can't remember how to cut, can't remember anything else I told you, just hammer the guy's head, hammer his hands or her hands and watch them go, oh, you win. Well, if we have a, a choice between complex or simple, let's choose simple. And I love your analogy. Mm -hmm. I tell this all the time to people when I talk about, you know, getting into an extended shooting position, I'll say, how many of you have kids? And everyone, most people have kids or been around. I said, what does the baby do when he sees the bottle? Both eyes focused on the target, two hands at full extension, parallel into his line of sight. There. Yeah, that, absolutely. That's it. That's there. it. Perfect. Mm -hmm. There. That's, you know, and, and a lot of people, especially in the firearms industry, will say, well, the defensive stuff is level three. Now I say horseshit. Let's give people the, the easiest, most simple things that the body does naturally, and let's empower people to defend themselves. Well, it's yeah. been awesome having you on, Bram. Uh, we really look forward to, to being able to host you for a knife course up in the New York PA area. Thank you guys. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to future stuff with together. It was an honor having you on the show. Definitely. Thank you very much. Have a great day. There's a lot of sponsors that make this show possible, like Mantis. Make sure you check them out and give them your business. This episode is brought to you by Taser. Simple to use, safe to own, Effective when you need it. Mantis. Mantis X helps shooters suck less. Meet the Pressers is sponsored by Next Level Training, Saber Red, Cutting Edge Bullets, the USCCA, McLean Corporation, ASP, ESS, Common Sense Self-Defense, and T1 Ammunition. Meet the Pressers is also generously supported by these fine companies, ranges, and our Patreon members. Thank you. Thanks for watching the show. Make sure to subscribe, click the little bell, like, comment, follow, and share. And you can also support us on Patreon, host us to teach a course at your location, or come to our location and take a course. Until next time. I do. I do. <laughs> I do. Thank you for watching Meet the Pressers.